Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. And I say welcome back if you've been with us for a week or two, or this is actually going to be episode 18. Um, so we're wow. excited about it. Yeah, 18, 18 episodes. 18 weeks. That's great. Eight, yeah, we're, we're excited. If this is your first time, uh, Shouts of Grace is a conversation through God's Word. Uh, both Pastor Steve and I are pastors at Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah, and uh, both of us just have a desire to help translate the Word of God, the theology of the Word of God, into practical living, practical response, and and uh, there's definitely a lot of good teaching on the radio, and so we're not going to pretend to be um, any better than anybody else, but you've tuned in right now, and so we hope that this uh, conversation blesses you. Pastor Steve, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Keith. And also, just a shout out to our friends at uh, Key Radio for allowing us to use the studio and to to really minister God's word uh, across Utah County and as well as I believe it's Price and Vernal um, yep. and Richfield too, right? Richfield too and yeah. Payson. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So thank you to Key Radio. Um, Mike and Heather are good friends, and we're just we're just excited and delighted to to be a part of the team here. So. Um, yeah, but everything's going well, man. Yeah, and uh, if you are just tuning into Key Radio for the first time or maybe the first weekend, visit keyradio.org. You can find out what they're all about. And we're definitely encouraged by uh, their involvement in our lives, both personally as pastors, but also in, in the life of our church. We know that one of their core values is just to see the local church um, encouraged and empowered in the ministry that God's called them to. So if you're a pastor listening or you're someone uh, at a local church, you should tell your pastor, hey, come down here to the studio in Provo and and talk to Mike and Heather and, and see how Key Radio can help you with uh, the ministry that God's called you to in this community. Well, today uh, we're going to talk uh, from Revelation chapter 14 about living godly in hard times. And uh, if you're if you're a human being and you have oxygen in your lungs, then you are familiar with hard times. And and never can it be more difficult for a person when we have to somehow translate the message of the gospel, the message of faith, um, the relationship we have with Jesus, life, uh, Jesus Christ into the life that can be so hard, whether it's financial difficulty, whether it's health problems, um, you know, you're, you've just gotten really bad news from the doctor, or maybe you're in a situation where because of your faith, you are being treated uh, poorly. Um, you're not being promoted in your job. You've got a group of people that you're no longer friends with. I mean, there, there's, it's easy to talk about being a Christian when times are good, you know, and oh, God's just so good and he loves us so much and he does. And, and uh, boy, it's just, man, the blessings are flowing and Man, when when things get hard, uh, we need not just hope, which I believe the Lord wants to give us. We also need some clarity on like what what are the essentials to to living in a way that pleases the Lord 
in those difficult times. And I think, Pastor Steve, as we turn to Revelation chapter 14, we see one great example um, of how a group of people maintains their their faith, they maintain their integrity um, in spite of difficulty. So uh, let's go ahead and turn there, Revelation 14, and let's talk about living godly in hard times. Yeah, too, I'll, I'll add that. I'll add to that, Keith, is, you know, we we talk about faith, right, in, in the church house, and we talk about it, you know, in, in Christian circles, and in the theology of faith, it, it sounds great until it meets the pavement and you're you're faced with the reality of living out what you know to be true, right? right. It's 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 difficult at times. And and here in Revelation 14, what you find is you find um what Jesus would describe a period of time um that, that is unlike anything seen in human history, right? right. And there's just a hard difficult era of of trying to live and be faithful right there's there's outside persecution not to mention all of what comes at us every single day with the internal struggles of trying to live a holy and godly life um in this in this unredeemed flesh and you have a group of people here that um that are described as 144,000 that really are succeeding they're succeeding in living righteously mm. and holy and separate in a very dark period of time, and it's 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 very prevalent, and um, and it's very obvious in the text how they do it. And so, in the first five verses, they're given three three ways in which they lived righteous and holy when they had these hard times. And I want to I want to dissect that a little bit and kind of and kind of have a conversation piece about that. It says really in verse one, it says, "Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb." And with him, 144,000 who had the name of his father written on their foreheads. And so the first thing you see during this dark time is these people had God on their mind, right? And, and Keith, here's, here's the thing about hard times. I think we talk to ourselves more than anybody else, sure. right? Yeah. We're, we have more conversations with ourselves in our head. And, 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 and usually my experience has been those conversations aren't super edifying to the soul because no. because it's it's if it's not the spirit of God talking to us it's it's usually our flesh and usually what comes out of those conversations is negativity a, a scenario that never happens right, right? or or seldom hap- happens and what does it do it depresses us it gets us down and there's a lot of things when we're going through hard times like you had mentioned financial struggles you mm-hmm. know uh, we start having these conversations driving driving home in the car well what am i if 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 if, if i don't have money how am i going to pay my house i'm going to have to sell my house and if i don't have i'm going to sell my house i'm i'm going to i'm going to you know i'm i'm going to get sick and if i don't have health insurance how am i going to pay for that and and then i'm going to lose everything and i'm going to and and we play these things out in our head during difficult times but I like what this says. It says these people, they had God's name written on their forehead. They mm-hmm. had God on their mind. And it's a different animal altogether, Keith, when during those hard times, we start thinking on those things that are righteous and pure and holy yeah. and noble. You know, that's a, that's a difficult thing, but really that carries you through those times. It really does. It reminds me of Romans 12, one that says that we're not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And as followers of Christ, it's amazing where the mind can go when we're not in submission to God's word. It is the entrance of God's word 
that gives us faith, right? It's, 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 it's faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I had a conversation with a brother not too long ago when we were talking about we were talking about somebody else. Have you ever done that before? You ever talked about somebody else? Yep. And and when you're talking about somebody else in this way, I'm not talking about it in a gossip way. I'm talking about it's one of those things where you say, uh, I'm asking for a friend. Right? You're not really asking for a friend. You're talking it's, – it's for you, right? But but the scenario is it's kind of like we're talking about this other person because it's easier to talk about another person. But we're really talking about ourselves. And we're talking about how we respond to the situations of life. And there's really two places that our mind can go. We can react to feelings, right? We're, in, we're in, uh, informed by our souls, you know, our, our personality and our emotions and all that. Or we're informed by our faith. And, and our mind is going to go in the direction that we give That's it. Right. And here, as you talk about having God on their mind, you're talking about a place where your mind already is. Yeah. What am I thinking about? Am I thinking about... You know the anxieties and the fears. Am I meditating on those things? Am I having those conversations with myself, or am I talking to to you about a friend? You know, right, right. when I'm really talking about myself. Be, you know, am, am I reacting to these things from from the gut place of of emotion that's so fickle and 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 can be so inconsistent, or it can be consistently, uh, you know, fearful or can yeah. consistently doubtful or, or whatever those things. Or is my mind in that place where the Word of God is transforming the way that I think? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's our faith, it's our belief that informs our thinking, and that's why we need the Word of God to do that. that that's right. Keith, you know, in, in Ezekiel chapter 8, here, here, here's some insight into the human head, or the human mind, if you will. In Ezekiel chapter 8, God takes Ezekiel to this wall, this hole in the wall, and he says, hey, dig inside this hole. And then he digs and he says, now, now go inside this room. And he goes inside this room and he says, Ezekiel says, when he goes in there, he, he, he looks at all these creeping, abominable things on the wall. And God says, you see this, son of man, you see what every man does in the imagery of his own mind, mm. where they say that I don't see. God shows him the inside of the elders of Israel, the holy people's mind. And he says, look, this is the reality of the human mind. So when you come into the New Testament, you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul defines a war that takes place inside the mind. Yeah. And he says, listen, we don't war carnally here. The weapons of mm. our warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual, right? And, and, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, verse 5, here's what he says about, about these weapons of our warfare. He says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And that's huge, Keith, because when we're in those very hard and difficult times, God is saying, this is what it means to have me on your mind. You are waging a war against what is truth and what is air inside of you. Mm. You are the product. Your mind will be the product of air. God's word will be the product of truth. So to have God on our mind means we do focus on what the reality is. Is God... The Christian who's listening ought to think this. When you're going through those hard times, let's take, for instance, your marriage, right? Is God trying to sow fear into you to say to you, you are going to end up divorced and you're going to lose your kids and you're going to lose your home and you're going to lose your job and you're going to become an alcoholic. I mean, all those things go through our, our mind or go through people's minds and none of it edifies God. 
No. Right? So so who's the source of that? Well, it's not God because God does not work from a platform of fear. Amen. He works from a platform of love. And everything that he allows us to go through and everything that he does is from that platform of love. And so just like you said, you know, is God the one saying that? Well, no, because that's not in alignment with his character and a mind that is submitted to the word of God is going to recognize when the source is the Lord. And one of the things about this seal that he talks about here, it says that they had his name and his father's name. So we have Jesus's name and Yahweh's name written on our foreheads. You know, this is this is a, a seal of possession. It's a seal right. of ownership, you know, that God is marking us with his name to say, you belong to me. And And when my thoughts go a certain direction, when my mind is racing in a direction that's not godly, I can be reminded, hey, I my mind actually belongs to the Lord. This is not my mind. Right. <laughs> you know, I am right. out of my mind. <laughs> you know, no, but seriously, you know, this is God this is God's territory now. God owns yeah. this you know, the field of thought that I'm 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 operating in now. And so, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me yeah. to think about? Where do you want me to go with this thought process? That's right. That's right. The next thing he says um, during this difficult time is he goes on to say um, in verse 3, he says, these same people who had God's name written on their forehead, they had God on their mind, it says, and they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one um, of them could learn that song except the 144,000. And, and I like during difficult times, I think it's important, Keith, that not only do we have God on our mind, but that we really have God on our lips. Yes. You know, that we are, we are um, practically, we are confessing sin mm. where it's necessary, right? We are confessing the faithfulness of God. We are acknowledging God's sovereignty in our life, that it is not an accident, whether it was something that's not our fault or something that was completely our fault. It is not an accident, and we're acknowledging before the throne of God, the goodness and graciousness and mercy and sovereignty of the Lord, to have God on our lips during hard times is imperative because what will happen is if God is not on our mind, Keith, we will start to confess things and say things that aren't true, they're not from the Lord, and we'll start to convince ourselves of realities that are actually false realities and really kind of, in, in essence, insult the spirit of grace. Mm. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So kind of continuing that thought as as you talk about having God on our lips, what he says here is he says, singing a new song before the throne. You know, I find that one of the greatest ways for me to translate the truth of God's Word is through worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do we sing songs that come right out of the Scriptures, and the Scripture's powerful, and it's mm-hmm. truthful, and we resonate with it, but you put it to a melody, you know, you put it into song— and it's like you just can't, you can't ignore the impact of it. You know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and um, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul. You know, I'll worship your holy name. And, and that comes right out of the Psalms where David is having to speak 
to himself and say, oh, my soul, make a choice right now to bless the Lord mm. from the place of, of doubt, from the place of fear, you know, to make a confession. And, and I, I like what you said uh, earlier, Pastor Steve, just about the power of confession, you know, to sing, to pray, to speak the truth that comes from God's Word. Confession is more than just saying, oh, I've blown it, and, you know, Lord, forgive me. No, confession is an agreement with God. You know, it's an agreement with the truth. Like when God presents to us that we are bought with a price, we are not our own, you know, that we belong to him, that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, to confess that verbally is to come into agreement with God and with his truth. That's right. Keith, the the word... um for worship is actually it's a word proskuneo. It's yes. a two part. It's to turn towards and to kiss. And mm. certainly, you know, we, we wouldn't confine worship to just music, right? We would say worship is a lifestyle and, and 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 all of that is true. But there is something about worship. There is something about music. Worship worshiping God through music that unlocks sometimes that that this an emotional room that has a chain on it inside humanity where you're you're pouring out your heart before god and and there's been times where I've gone through great trials, and I would just simply put on some music that are proclaiming the proclaiming the truth of God, and I would do nothing more than just lay there mm. on my floor, bowed down with hands raised out, just weeping and and it just unlocks it taps me into this reality that 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 music and and true music you know there's a, there's a lot of false music right, right <laughs> when it comes is. to theology right but but just talking about the the nature of god and mm. the goodness of god as as you had mentioned that it's just healthy it's healthy and so during hard times you know there, there there's there are two routes we can go we we can really fill our minds with things that aren't true and 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 then what will come out of our mouth are things that aren't true or we can fill our minds with the things that are true with the word of god and what will come out of our mouth will be praise and worship to God, you know, and, and, and it's that, that by itself is, is life changing, Keith. It's transforming. It really is. And you're going to find that as you confess in agreement with the Lord, whether it's through prayer, through worship, through, through reciting scripture, you're going to find that your heart's going to follow that. I have found that like a lot of times we're waiting for the feeling, we're waiting for the energy, we're waiting for, all right, the feel good, you know, yeah. and, and, and a lot of times it's, I need to confess. I just need to agree with God on this. I don't, I don't understand why things are going the way they are. I don't, I'm not happy about this persecution of faith. I can imagine the 144,000, they're seeing the impact of, of the persecution from the Antichrist and those things. And here they're standing with the Lamb and, and their response to what they know to be true about Jesus is to confess that through song, through worship through a worshipful attitude. And, mm. and I just think for each one of us, like, Lord, help us to do that. Help us to make a confession verbally, out loud. Use your voice, people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, That's you right. know there, are, there are times that praying silently is good, but sometimes we need to pray out loud and say, God, I agree with you. That's right. That's right. The final, um, the final point here is he says in verse 4 of these same people, not only do they have God on their mind, they had God on their lips, it says in verse 4, it is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. If <clears throat> it is these who follow the Lamb wherever He goes, and, and in other words, these guys not only had God on their mind, not only do they have God on their lips, they had God on their sight. Right. And and that 
that Keith is is a sometimes it's a difficult thing as a Christian because yes, it is. we 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 know or we believe we know where Jesus goes. We 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 know where he wants us to go, but to to keep him in our sight the entire time, you know, I think it was Zacchaeus who there in Luke chapter 19 it says that that as the crowd was gathering around Jesus, it says there that Zacchaeus couldn't see Christ. So he went up ahead and he got himself into a position where he could see. In mm. other words, the crowd really blocked his view. Right. And, and I think sometimes, Keith, I know I've been in situations in my life where where people can block the view of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and and what's the answer? The answer is I got to go reposition myself. Yes. I got to do whatever I got to do to be in a place where I can see Jesus when he comes and, 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 and so forth, you know? And so I think when it comes to hard times and keeping Christ in our sight, you know, it, it has to be intentional. And we have to have that Zacchaeus type spirit that says, no matter what's blocking my sight of the son of God, whether it's circumstance, whether it's people, I'm going to reposition myself in a way where I can see God. Cause that's imperative to my blessing. Mm. That's important for Christ relating to me. Right. And not right. using no excuses. Well, this person, you know, this person, that circumstance, you know what? None of that matters. What is important is I can see Christ and that has to be held on to. Right. It's in the Proverbs that says where there is no vision, the people, uh, there's two different ways to say that either the people cast off restraint, right? We, we, mm-hmm. we don't have a focus, so we just do whatever the heck we want. Or it literally we perish where there's no vision for life. Like, what what am I here for? Why do I exist? What's the point of all of this? If we don't have clear vision, we're either going to th- cast off all good restraint and we're just going to do whatever is right in our own eyes, or we are going to perish. The things of value in our life are going to perish, and we may even literally die just from lack mm-hmm. of, of vision, lack of hope, and lack of being able to see clearly what the purpose is. And, and in this case, these people have Jesus in their sight. You know, right. Jesus is their vision. It reminds me of that old hymn, Be Thou My Vision, Amen. you know, and, and how important it is for us to take. And, you know, how often do we say, I need to take my eyes off myself, or I need to take my eyes off the world? Really what it is is, I, I like the way you said it, Lord, I need to change my angle. Yeah. <laughs> I need to change my, because right now there's a crowd in the way. That's right. So, so how do I get away from the crowd? How do I change my angle? And maybe practically that means a person needs to, open to the woods, yeah. <laughs> you know, and spend some time with the Lord. Maybe, maybe there's a television we need to turn off. Maybe there's some people that you're talking to, you're hanging out with, and they are not helping you see Jesus clearly. They are distracting you and taking you away from that. And you need to spend less time with them and spend more time with the people uh, that are going to help you look to Jesus. Yeah. So just in our, in our concluding uh, moments here, Pastor Steve, how can, how can we respond practically to these three things that we need to have God on our mind, God on our lips and God on our side. Where where do we go from here? Well, I think, I think this is, this is practical Christianity right here, you know, and and the bottom line is all of this is intentional and all of it's not natural. All of it, it is, it is natural during the hard times for us to go into our own mind and be our own resource for truth. It is natural for us as the byproduct of being our own resource for truth to then confess things that aren't right and then it is very natural for us to put in our sight, to sit there when Jesus is blocked by a circumstance or blocked by people to sit there and say, you know what, there's no hope. Mm. It's all intentional Christianity. Yes. And as you had mentioned earlier, um, it's faith. And that's going to come by the Word of God. I'm going to have mm. to dive into the Word of God and, and understand 
that if I want him on my mind and on my lips and in my sight, I have to choose to do that. That's right. That's right. Well, our time is done. What a great conversation on how to live godly in hard times. From Revelation 14, to have God on our minds, God on our lips, and God in our sight. Uh, Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to carrying on the conversation from God's Word next time. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.